Today is just a little mini episode that turned into an episode of its own. It was just meant to be the intro for another episode, but we thought, oh, actually, that's plenty by itself. So we're just talking a little bit about blood sugar, testing our own blood sugar, continuous glucose monitors, and metabolism, a little bit on weight loss. Yeah. We may do a full episode on that. If you're interested, let us know. Let us know, yeah. Enjoy. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to you too. And to you, the listener. The listener. Thank, thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing the Nuanced Naturopaths for your podcast listening today. Mm-hmm. I am starting off the episode in a fun, little, unconventional way. Um, and I'm going to do a blood sugar reading. And even if you're watching the video of this... Um, if that's even out yet, well, you yeah. actually can't see it in the video, no. <laughs> which is probably maybe good for people who are sensitive. Although, yeah. what do you call this? Um, Lancet. Lancet. Hmm. Great. So I'm going to just do a nice, easy prick of my finger. Does it hurt? Oh, there's like a, there's a pinch. Yeah. There's a pinch, but nothing. And I'm going to squeeze some blood out, but maybe I won't. Be visual about that. Yeah, while Corinda's doing that, <laughs> I'll just tell you about my week. Yeah. When I took my cat to the vet, being quite sure that at 16 and a half years, uh, drinking copious amounts of water and weeing all the time and getting a little bit wobbly in his legs and just generally quite smoochy and sleepy, I yeah. thought, this is the last vet visit. Yeah. This is, we're going to say goodbye, probably. Probably kidney failure. I'd yeah. resigned myself to it. Yeah. With my son saying, wait to see what the vet says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we got to the vet and he took one look and said, no, he's got diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I have to take my cat's blood sugar and give him insulin injections twice a day. And he's great now. <laughs> yeah. And oh. the funny thing was, so be- because um, peripheral uh, neuropathy is is part of the diabetes, yeah. um, they walk on their haunches. They, they, they don't walk properly because they can't feel their feet oh, anymore. Oh, right. Or they're getting like altered sensation or tingle. Yeah. yeah. So he was walking really weirdly. It looked like... He was looked like he was walking really flat-footed, where oh. he was walking on his toes before. Yeah, right. And I just couldn't work out what it was. I just assumed it was arthritis and that he was in pain or something. Yeah. And of course, the vets looked at that and gone, "That's diabetes," because <laughs> it's a it's a classic sign for cats. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. So what's your blood? There sugar? you go. So Julie is testing feline blood sugar daily. Mm. My blood sugar. Oh. Is 5.5 and Ooh. we ate, it's 5pm now, yeah, about two hours ago. Yeah, we would have eaten. So, if that's accurate, that's not too bad for two hours postprandial. Yeah, that's pretty, that's... Is that consistent for you? Yeah, I haven't got many high readings. I thought I would be getting more of that. And then if I may do a quick shout out, I use an AccuCheck guide. It's a tiny little device. You put a little strip in it, put the drop of blood on the end of the strip. The the machine tells you exactly what to do. And then the machine via Bluetooth syncs to my phone. Fantastic. And um, 
I, uh, I interpret my readings and I can add more info on an app called My Sugar. Sugar with sugar without the R, so it's, sugar. it's sugar, yeah, and it's actually been really helpful to like see, you know, a few days of data or even just one day of data and seeing, you know, if I do three or four readings in a day, being able to see how my blood sugar changes, and just like a quick reminder that blood sugar isn't just a matter, isn't just a con- concern for people with diabetes or who have pre-diabetes, mm. Mm. you know, type one or type two, like obviously it's very relevant for those people. Um, but it's a matter of general health yeah, and preventative absolutely. health and metabolic metabolic flexibility, yeah. especially if, if you have PCOS, any kind of hormonal imbalance, anxiety, sugar cravings. Like it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm doing it from that wellness perspective. I, I don't have um, diabetes, just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> and if you were developing diabetes, you would notice it because you're testing your blood sugar. Yeah. 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 I wish I was braver and would prick my own finger, but I may faint if I do that. Really? Oh, I'm, I'm, well, I'm on the end of a journey of being, going from very phobic Mm. about needles. Mm. I used to have to take, um, well, I used, if I had surgery, I had to take the pre-med as a um as a tablet yeah so that i would be calm enough to be able to have the anesthetic wow yeah Um, yeah yeah oh the full thing i had to i had letters from doctors and wow uh, the whole the whole works yeah i yes i would i would turn into a screaming three-year-old um if there was a needle involved now I'm a big girl. I can, I can give my cat needles. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even faint or anything. Amazing. <laughs> and may, and maybe that's the path for being more comfortable with your own and potentially... I will get there. Monitoring your own yeah. blood sugar as yeah. one example. Yeah. yeah and then, and I guess... And shout out to any clients or people who have a needle phobia listening... You are so not alone. Like yeah. it is surprisingly common. Yeah. I've had clients recently who have been, who I've mentioned uh, throughout our consult, I've mentioned testing. I've mentioned the yeah. idea of hormone testing. And then there's a, there's sort of a break and they're like, so how, what is that testing like? Like what kind of test is that? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's, it's a dried urine test. So it's kind of weird. And, and I talk through <laughs> it thinking that I need to, I'm coming from the perspective of like, I want to convey it that so that it's not going to be so much of a hassle to them or that it's it's weird and maybe not something they've done before, but definitely doable and definitely valid. And all they're thinking about is like, oh, thank God it's not a needle. Yeah, you, you see the shoulders. <laughs> oh, yeah, the full the full <laughs> exhale. So like shout out. Yeah. And uh, if you if you do want to get testing and information about your health, there are there are ways we can do that without yeah, a blood test. Yeah. In you know. Depending oh, on the, uh, so I I have a patient who has used the. Uh, Freestyle Libra patch. Oh yeah, which is a, um, a, a transcutaneous patch that you stick to your arm. Yeah, doesn't stick very well, so you have to follow the instructions <laughs> really well because they're about a hundred dollars, and once it falls off, it's, it's no yeah. good. Um, and this is what we would call a, a continuous glucose bl- monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CGM. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give one of those. Maybe I'm gonna get myself one of those, and we can do that. That's what I'm, I'm yeah. thinking. I may, not, I may not be ready to prick my finger yet. That's all right. But I will commit to doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That sounds exciting. Yeah. I also want to try one of those for myself. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing that you can do 
using these things is you can find out what foods trigger uh, give you a spike of blood sugar and that yes. that can be very different from one person to another yeah uh, some really interesting research from israel oh. where they looked at blood sugar they did con continuous glucose monitoring on people of all different ages and stages and males and females and different activity levels yeah. and tried and they ate different foods yeah. and it's funny because you know some people would eat a slice of white bread yeah. and get no sugar spike yep. which you would expect for a, a highly processed Sest, yeah. um, carbohydrate yeah. um, and they would get a really high spike from ice cream and then the next person would get no spike from ice cream yep. <laughs> there's so, so much yeah. individual nuance to it yeah, yeah. yeah. So and I guess that's the important of the importance of looking at it for you and not going, what are low GI foods? What are high GI yeah. foods? Like what yeah. carbs should I restrict or you know, what other foods should I increase? Mm. It's gonna be slightly different. And you'll figure out pretty quickly, like some people even with like a bulletproof coffee in the morning. Yeah. For some people that's gonna spike their blood sugar. Yeah. Coffee alone even. Well, yeah. For, for other people, <laughs> yeah. they might not get that huge spike. Yeah. 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 And the other thing, I was speaking with one of my clients recently um, who also got the, the same monitor that I have and um, we were interpreting some of her results. And mm -hmm. even in interpreting those and sort of piecing the puzzle together with um, what time she took the readings, what time she ate, what she ate. And then I pulled up this diagram of like the difference between what you get with a continuous glucose monitor versus just the spot checks yeah. and it, it demonstrated this great example of like if with the continuous one you have this continuous line that's going up and down throughout the mm. day maybe some steady rises steady falls maybe some spikes and strong dips mm. you can see where it's changing but if you take you know four readings throughout the day yeah. when you first wake up um, before lunch two hours after lunch and then before bed you're potentially missing out on spikes. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and hyperglycemia. Yeah, um, yeah, You don't know if it's coming up or going down or... Yeah. So, yeah. like, obviously it's still... And then I need to find the balance of, like, it's still valuable information. Yeah. Especially for fasting blood sugar. I think that tells us a lot. Yeah. Um, and two hours after a particular meal, if we're specifically wanting to suss out what that food's doing... Um, but yeah, getting the whole picture is really good. So I'm, I'm keen on mm. getting one of those things. Yeah. I heard today for the first time somebody talking about um, an individual approach to adiposity. So, oh. you know, and it makes so much sense. Mm. Like this whole conversation about weight loss and what and is weight the management and, you know, and metabolism and like, <laughs> yeah, it's really, it, of all of the, the, the processes in the body, yeah. it is the most complex, I think, because, well, metabolism is a sensing and response, responding mm. um, system. Yeah, yeah. And it's sensing and responding to internal and external factors. Yeah. Yes, calories in and calories out matter. Mm-hmm. But your own ability to burn uh, carbohydrates versus uh, fats, mm. your, your, called your metabolic flexibility, mm. is really 
um, an important factor in in your metabolism, how, yeah. how well you can flip from one fuel source to another and doing uh, glucose readings is an important way of finding that out. Yeah, yeah from mm. that individual approach perspective. Mm. Yeah, big time. Mm. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Nuanced Naturopaths. Be sure to ask us any questions you have below, engage with the polls, and we'll catch you in the next one.